0: Welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello, and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode 199, for Saturday the 2nd of May, 2020. Coming up this week, I've been on my third blog tour this week. I'll let you know how things went for so many lies. I'll have my monthly figures for the box set promo. Plot spoiler, it did way better in April than it did in March, and I've got a big surprise to share with you too. I just bumped the release of my second non-fiction book of the year. The paperback and the ebook went live today, and I've been on an Ingram Spark paperback listing frenzy this week. It's quite hard to say that, particularly at the beginning of a show, before you've got your mouth warmed up. Okay, welcome to this week's podcast diary. Let's get to the word count first, then we could delve into some of the really exciting stuff that's been happening this year. And considering that I'm kind of on lockdown, and if you ask me, I would say to you, I'm not getting very much done at the moment. I've actually got a lot done, and it surprises me when I see it written down like this. So in terms of word count, I wrote chapters 6 to 12 of my five-figure fiction formula, non-fiction book this week, so I've just finished writing chapter 12, so I'm writing it at the rate of one chapter a day, I think this is why I feel like I'm not doing much, because I don't feel worn out by the time I finish doing my writing, it's taken me an hour, an hour and a half, I am making a meal of it sometimes, so sometimes up to two hours, but I've added in some new chapters, and I reckon that book, if I carry on, you know, nothing interferes, I should have that book written by Thursday the 7th of May, I've got people reading it and adding comments all the time. So as I'm seeing that people have added comments, I'm working through them and making changes as we go along. And I find that actually really useful because they spot all the spelling mistakes and punctuation errors too, but also make suggestions about things that aren't clear. So it works very well in that I'm writing it all the time and then people are coming in behind me and cleaning it up and clearing it up and making suggestions. I tend to come in behind them again. And so as we're going through the script and working through the script for the book, um, it's getting pretty polished as we go along. So it won't take an awful lot of work before it goes to Julie Stock for that proofread because it's had a lot of pairs of eyes over it by now. So if you are looking at the book and making comments, we thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. I do find it extremely useful uh, to have that feedback as I go along. So it goes to Julie Stock 10th of May. That's a week on Sunday. And then it's going to be released... I think it, what is it, June something, June the 15th, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, to coincide with the last uh, bonus episode of this podcast, which runs on Saturday the 13th of June. And effectively, I've used that last podcast episode because it's an evergreen episode to feed uh, web traffic through to my new book. That's how I've set it all up. So I'm using it in a marketing way as well. So um in other non-fiction news, Julie Stock sent over the proofread version of how to create and sell digital products this week. And um I basically went through that. There wasn't an awful lot to do because um we've worked out, we've ironed out a lot of the sort of wrinkles in what I did last time. So there were a lot of um spacing issues last time, um, a lot of repetitive issues. And what I did is I took those. And modified them in the template that I used this time so that we didn't have, uh, Julie didn't have to raise those queries with me. So effectively, we reduced the number of, of things that she had to do in the edit, um, which I'm always trying to do by systemizing things. And so there wasn't an awful lot for me to, to work through, you know, the usual sort of suggestions, word suggestions and queries in there. And, um, I fed back to Julie and we'll re- refine that even further now. So. By the time we do this last book, you know I'm hoping it should be fairly clean by the time I send it off to, to Julie. So having um, got that book back and it, it didn't take me very long to work through the, the changes in it, um, I thought, well I might as well get that processed in vellum. I had the paperback done in no time at all and <laughs> I had the you know, because Vellum's so fast and I had the ebook done and all the files were uploaded. And so I decided to to press go of the ebook file. Now the ebook had been available for pre-sale and it wasn't going to be released till I think it was June originally, something like that. And I've never I've never sort of bumped a pre-sale before, where you just say, Oh, release it now. It's ready to go now. Um, so I, I, what I did is I, rather than say go live now, I don't think I could do that. I, I changed it to Friday today. I just said, make it go live today. So I changed it. it was still on pre-sale, but I moved the, the date by about six weeks. If memory serves me correctly. And the paperback I just uh, made live on Friday anyway. And I thought, well, they might as well go. I'm not hanging on to them. They're, they're, they're good to go. Those books. So um, the other thing I also need to mention, by the way, is that Sean from Flintlock Covers, Sean's been doing these non-fiction covers for me. So as soon as I had processed Julie's file, I dropped Sean a note to tell him how um, many pages there are in there and what paper type I'm using, because that then allows him to set the spine width for me. And Sean had turned that paper back around in, in no time at all. I'd had it and signed it off and paid it within no time at all. And so having got the... The paperback cover. Um, I listed all the files. and off we went. So it was all done extremely quickly. I hadn't expected to be doing that this week, but it was just all done extremely quickly. So um, that book is now live. And while we've been in lock- lockdown, I've well, I finished off the first non fiction book, and I've written a whole non fiction book, and I've published all of them. Um, and the other thing is, I've I've listed the paperback. Um, my nonfiction is going wide in the very truest sense of the word. So the ebooks are listed on all the channels that they can, but the paperbacks have gone on to Ingram Spark, so they've gone wide distribution there. I've listed them on uh, Publish Drive and I've listed them on what's the other one? Draft the Digital, so that I get every single library service and distribution service and Chinese distribution service, absolutely everything that is available. And that's what I'm doing with the non-fictions. They're going absolutely everywhere, library lens and everything, but at full price. So I've been back on Ingram Spark today just to let you know if you are thinking of getting some paperbacks listed. Ingram Spark have released a code that allows you to list all these books for free, and I'll tell you a little bit more about Ingram Spark in a moment or two because I'm making the most of that code to to mop up a lot of books that I just want to get listed as paperbacks. Let's then move on to general news, and this week has been the So Many Lies blog tour. It's been running from Monday through to today. I think I think all of the the, the um, Reviews are in now, if memory serves me correctly. I don't think I'm waiting for any more. And we've managed to get through the week. You know, I I always breathe a sigh of relief when I get to Friday without any stinkers of reviews. Uh, But they seem to have liked it. Um, It seems to have gone down uh, pretty well. I've had some lovely kind of creative reviews with some nice language in. If you want to take a look at those, just check out my Twitter channel at Paul Teague UK and you'll see all the various reviews being you know, tweeted and retweeted and all of that. But, you know, again, this is now my third blog tour. Let me recommend them to you. Remember, I'm working with Sarah Hardy. I mean, Sarah, you know, quite clearly loves books. She quite clearly loves thrillers. She knows a lot about them. She's very well connected. But I know she, I think she does romance genre too. So I think she might do other genres as well. Obviously, I only deal with her for for the thrillers. Uh, but she's got a load of great thriller reviewers, so some of the reviewers have now reviewed all three books, and they're sort of saying, oh I really love Paul's books, which is great, so I, I would say I got loads of effusive ones, I think I got what I would say is two um, two that liked it, but weren't effusive, and the rest were effusive, but what, why I love these book reviews, or these blog tours, is obviously it gives you lots of social media activity, and because your name and your book covers and your titles are written on somebody else's blog, that creates good backlinks, which is good for SEO. And it gives you good SEO presence. If people search for your author name, it means you're not just available on your site, you're available all over the web. So it spreads your reach online as well. Um, But the other thing I love about these reviews is that all those reviewers will go and write a proper review, not just a, it was good kind of review, but a proper considered plot-based review in Amazon. And that's really why I do this, because I found it the most effective way of getting high quality reviews on my books to just get that four five star rating, uh, you know, with 10 or so. I mean, there's 15 book bloggers on the tour. Um, you know, usually we can get... A couple of our own, but that's usually all we get on our own um, f- f- at the beginning of uh, the launch of a book. And so I find it just brings it up to a reasonable number of reviews, you know, 15 to 20. Um, and, and it just makes your book look like it's no longer Billy No Mates. Uh, you know, I think most of us struggle to get those initial reviews. And so I've just found it the great solution for that problem. It's my favorite solution. So I will use blog tours on an ongoing basis and I won't hesitate to use Sarah Hardy um, when I do those blog tours because she does such a great job with them they're very organized extremely well priced I think um, she's got a great uh, sort of entourage of book bloggers who are clearly passionate about what they do um, yeah tremendous value I think so that that is my favorite it's officially my favorite way of getting quality reviews on my books now just giving them that start that you need to start um, you know when you list them on book promotion sites and things like that the book promotion sites always like to have a handful of reviews on there and uh, it's so hard to get those sometimes so that's that's my preferred solution now okay let's move from that then on to the April box set figures and uh, this is now what well, it's 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 actually month um, three of my box set promotion, but it didn't really fire until March. We didn't start to get those five-figure numbers until March. I was very much feeling my way and being very cautious with my budgets when I started promoting in February. So let me just run through the numbers for you now. Just to remind you that the numbers for my uh, 12-pack box set, this is the one that I'm promoting heavily on Amazon at the moment. In February 2020, um, my direct income from just the box set, so I'm only giving you box set numbers here. I have got extra income on all the other books as well, but I'm just giving you box set income here. So my direct income from the box set in February was £2,248. I sold 4,581 copies and my page reads were £317,700. So, you know, a good start. Very happy with that as, as income on that box set. And, and, and frankly, I think most of us would be quite happy with the £2,000 chugging along every month. You know, I know I certainly would be. That's perfectly enough income for me, uh, you know, to have a reasonable excitement level about what I'm doing. So, you know, I would have been happy if I got that up to say 3000 I'd have been very happy with that. But then in March, Obviously, as you don't already know now, I managed to ramp those figures up. So in March 2020, I got 1,852,339 page reads. Um, I managed to achieve 15,098 book sales, and my gross income for that month was 10,188 pounds and 57 pence that's before we deducted the costs um of 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 the adverts now you can go to my blog post at selfpublishingjourneys.com just look for the five figure blog post and you can see all the burrow down into those figures I'm not going to go through those in any detail with you again but I just want to give you some context um for the April figures and this is what I am going to burrow down into now so we've I've just got a full month's figure at the time of recording this it's the first of May so I can give you my my full month figures for April in April then, I got um, three, well, this is incredible this, I nearly doubled my page reads, 3,584,127 page reads, right? That's just for April, that's not commutative. That's just the page reads on that box set. I have excluded all my other books just on that box set. I made 11,333 book sales, which interestingly, I hadn't realized this till this morning when I was number crunching. That's almost four thousand fewer sales than last month, but double the page rate. Now this is going to be interesting when I talk to you about income, so just bear that in mind. My income, my gross income on just that box set, was fifteen thousand two hundred and thirty-five pounds at ninety-three pence. That's gross income, so that's before I deduct my ad costs. My ad costs were six thousand nine hundred and eighty-nine pounds and fifty-nine pence. Those credit cards are getting hammered, uh, as you can tell. And so my profit this month, this is what goes in my pocket. My profit was £8,246.34, pence, and that is excluding my other books. Remember, I've got higher profit than that, um, but I, I'm not giving you those numbers. I'm just giving you the numbers for the promo box set just so that you know how that's going. If I've done my mathematics correctly, that is a 117% profit and 217% return. That, that's how I calculated. it. So basically I've earned back what I spent in adverts and I've made 117% profit on that advert expenditure, unless I've, unless I've messed up the maths, but that's what it is by my reckoning. So as you can imagine, that's a pretty good month. Um, it, it's a, uh, it's, it's interesting this because I, I, I was paid yesterday for, my February earnings and I I reckon February I've just given you the numbers there I mean obviously I had other sales but my my February income I would say was up about it was 20% to 25% more in February than I had budgeted for so you know that when I budget my income I always set the Amazon calculator the KDP dashboard whatever you want to call it I always set it so that it gives me an anticipated decrease in income. I always want to know what the lowest amount of income is I'm going to get. I never budget on the highest, I always budget on the lowest. Uh, You hope for the highest, but you budget on the lowest, and then you don't get um, horrible surprises. Um, And so um, I got 20 to 25% more income than I had budgeted for, Um, for the month of February which was obviously a lower payday now next payday is going to be the 10k whatever it is well I can't remember what it is with everything involved but it's the 10k plus it's the first five figure payday next month now if you budget in 20 to 25% extra on that payday that's worth having (laughs) so I'm hoping that it, it next payday is you know, going to be higher rather than lower because that'll be well worth having. It was well worth having this month on, on the, on the lower payday. So, um, that's all affected by. Um, the, what, what they change, what Kindle decides it's going to pay you each month for page reads. And because I've got so many page reads, I mean, I didn't have very many page reads in February. I only had, um, you know, fewer than half a million. Uh, whereas we're going over a million page reads for the last next two months, you know, so if that page read amount goes up, it could potentially be, uh, you know, a couple of much better months. And I've even budgeted for you. So I've always given you the lowest budget I possibly can, but I think it looks like it's going to be higher, which would be very, very nice when that money comes in. So um, I've got another surprise for you, though, (laughs) because last night, this has never happened to me before, I have got two all-star bonuses this month. Um, I got a bonus on my author name, and I got a bonus on the box set. So I think one bonus was £250, and the second bonus was uh, £500. So I'll tell you what the email said. It said, congratulations, you've qualified for a KDP Select all-star bonus for the month of March. To further reward the books that are the most popular with our customers each month, we award KDP Select All-Star bonuses based on which KDP Select titles and authors are being read the most. The following author qualified for a bonus, so Paul JT got a £500 bonus, and the following title qualified for a bonus, and that's my box set, and that got an All-Star bonus of £250, so Amazon are going to be sending me £750 as an All-Star bonus. And, you know, I never thought I was going to get an all-star bonus. I think I checked at one stage just to try and get a feel for how much you needed to be doing to get an all-star bonus. And I had a, I had a quick look around. There's not an awful lot of information around on in it. And uh, I thought, there's no way I'm getting that. That's fine. I'll just, you know, I'll move move on and be happy with the, the money. But then this email came in out the blue last night. Now, if I got one for March and I've just done double that in April, I'm hoping Fingers crossed, I might get another one next month. You get addicted to this stuff, don't you? But, you know, fingers crossed, all things being equal, because I've done twice as well this month, I ought to get another one next month. Now, I know you're always competing with other people, so it doesn't really matter what I do. It only matters how I do relative to the people I'm I'm in competition with, inverted commas. So we'll have to see, but I really didn't expect one for this month, not for the sort of half-hearted research I'd done. And, you know, this this book uh, promo really has just hit so many goals for me you know goals that I've been talking about stretch goals for how many years now you know to get an all-star bonus never thought I'd get an all-star bonus that's just incredible Um, but I've had a was it number 15 in the top in the UK chart it was a top it was really high in, in the whole Amazon UK chart. And then I've had these bestseller tags for sales. Um, I'm not even looking at them now. I'm getting excited about them now. I've had that bestseller tag for sales on for a couple of months now. Um, you know, so all those all those goals that I had that I've been moaning about for ages and, and they've eluded me for so long. Isn't it ridiculous? I've just been knocking all these goals down one, one after the other just because of a simple change of technique. You know, following what John Cronshaw had done you know, using the books I'd written for a failed project, which was rapid re-release, just, you know, just re- repackaging the books, basically, and trying to sell them in a different way. Isn't it remarkable that just doing that, using the same old stuff, but presenting it in a different way for, you know, for, for want of a, uh, you know, better way of putting it. That's all I've done. I've, I've just put a bit of new wrapping paper. You know, you, you lick the paint on the wall is all I've done and and it's delivered those results. So yeah, I I'm really chuffed with that. That that all-star bonus. I I don't expect to, you know, I might get one next month. I don't expect to get any more. But uh you know, clearly I'm I'm really rather pleased with that because I thought that would be a million miles away, something like that. And with all that said, Facebook disabled my adverts again last Saturday. Um so I, immediately after I'd done the podcast, my ads were disabled. Uh, maybe they don't like the podcast perhaps that's it Um, but I mean just send me some feedback or give me a bad review you don't have to block my ads but it was disabled again the fourth time that it was disabled so I appealed immediately usual appeal you know this is very disruptive have a look at the comments on the on the you know on the posts it's they're remarkable they still are remarkable from people saying how much they like the books I've just got hundreds of comments on these adverts of, of people saying that they like the books uh it's just it's just sort of incredible I've never seen anything like it on Facebook I've been doing it for a long time um so they turn the ads off and I tell you what I am learning with this now so you know you know again never say never the first time they blocked my ads I thought oh that's it that's it they've done what they did last time again they've completely locked the account they won't let me back in so I'm I'm appealing immediately now and within a 24-hour period and I'm touching some wood here they they've sent an apology and let me back in. So I can only assume that an artificial intelligence is is doing this for some reason. The other thing is I was looking at my, my income patterns and it's doing it after a certain number of days. I'm getting about 10 to 12 days of of it not happening. And then I, I seem to be getting, it's like almost like being referred for review or something like that. So you know, again, it seems to be time-based as well. We'll see when the next one's due, uh, see when the next one happens and see if that's right. Uh, but it, it does seem to be sort of time-limited as well. Um, now, the other thing that's very interesting is that when Facebook turns my ads off for the day, when we're going through that appeal process, the forward momentum of, um you know, just where I am in the charts on, on Amazon it basically just gives me, it allowed me to make pretty well as many sales as I would have done anyway. I didn't mean have a look at my sales. It was over 400 sales on Momentum alone on the day that they switched my ads off. So it doesn't really frankly do, you know, ter- it doesn't do terrible damage to me. Let me just have a look at the sales. Where was it? It was over 400, uh, sorry, 450, I beg your pardon. It was over 450 sales that I did on Momentum alone when Facebook blocked the advert which surprised even me and then let me tell you the the other thing when I switch the adverts back on again so when I get out of Facebook jail and they say that's fine now the account's going I then get one of my best days ever the day after so I've had a real big boost so I did about just short of 600 sales the day after when Facebook released the account again so you know again you get more confidence of these things as they happen more and more and you, you get more of a sense of it you just gain more confidence with it. And of course, I constantly live in fear that they're going to permanently block the account. Of course I do, because I've had that happen to me before. But, you know, at the moment, I, I, I've learned that I can survive a day without the bottom dropping out my world. I could do 450 sales off my own momentum in, in Amazon and just because of where I am in all the charts. And then when the ads come on again, I get a bump a day. So in actual fact, that day, I'm just looking at my April figures. By a whisker, it was my best. No, it wasn't. It was my second best day of the month. Second or third. It's quite hard to see all the detail here. Second or third. I think it was the third best day of the month. The day after they sort of let me out of prison. So, um, you know, that's quite remarkable. I don't know what we can learn from that other than that it's quite interesting. But obviously it's highly annoying and uh, I don't think my stress levels can take it because I I don't expect this to go on forever. Uh, You know, this is... I keep saying this, you know, don't let's be perfectly clear about this. I'm not making these sales because I'm a great author and that I've suddenly, you know, I'm suddenly the next lead child. It's not happening because of that. It's happening because of effective marketing. It's the right offer in the right place at the right time at the right price. That's all it is. Uh, It's just a bit of uh, marketing black magic and and long may it continue. Uh, I will make hay while the sun shines, as I've said to you before. But if Facebook turn off my ads, game over. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do those that level of sales, not without the help of Facebook and those ads. So, you know, of course it's fantastic. Of course it's great for cash flow, all these wonderful things. But you know, don't for one minute think all of a sudden, oh what an amazing author. Because there's nothing changed about what I'm writing. The only thing that changed is how I'm marketing it. Uh that's the change here. Interestingly by the way, I've had a couple of podcast listeners who've who've read my blog post in great detail that I did explaining how I did all this. And there's a couple of listeners to the podcast who've let me know that they're also having success with this. I've got somebody, um, chasing me in the chart at the moment, <laughs> to trying to knock me off my, my top position. And I'm very happy with that. You know, nothing gives me greater pleasure. Um, you know, John Cronshaw passed it on to me. Um, I took that learning and I had a go at it. I'm, I'm not proud. I, I'm very happy to see people that I know, um, knocking me off the tops of charts. Um, because this is another thing I've learned, by the way. Um, remember I said that I was something I was I can't remember where I was and apologies if I get this wrong I think I was 15 in in the UK Amazon chart when I looked the other day I'd been 60 or something for a couple of weeks and then I, I dropped to 99 so I'm probably out of the chart that top 100 chart now but I'm still number one two and three in my uh, less competitive but enough buyers charts that, that I've listed in using uh, Kalytics and what I've also learned is that although it's very nice for me to be in that top 100 chart that's I got in that chart when I was spending 400 odd pound a day on the adverts but the margin my margin wasn't as good when I was spending 400 pounds a day and obviously my risk um, and exposure my financial exposure was higher at 500 a day so I'm a lot more comfortable I've generated this month's results on 250 pound expenditure a day rather than 450 you know 500 pound expenditure I'm a lot more comfortable with the the spend levels my ad spend compared to the profit that I make so I I feel like we've set that right but why I'm telling you this is that it hasn't made any difference to the sales I'm making you know dropping down that that huge chart it's very nice for vanity it's a lovely screenshot of course it is and you know it's posy if you 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 show your mum it's posy but other than that it's it doesn't really matter Um, all that matters to me as you've known for a long time is how much profit am I making and that's all that should matter to you. Everything else is vanity. and That's fine. You know, I like a bit. I'm vain too. I like to see my name next to Lee Child and things on a chart. But it doesn't matter. It is only vanity. The only thing that matters is how much you put in your pocket at the end of the month. That's the only thing that matters if we're running a business. So I have listed a lot of paperbacks on Ingram Spark this week. I just, um, you know, you get a sort of second wind with something. I've, I've been a bit out of sorts with Ingram Spark and. I don't really know why, to be honest with you. Because I've been listing these books on Ingram Spark and I'm making sales with paperbacks. And and I'm getting I'm getting little bits of money coming in on paperbacks from different through Publish Drive and and I don't think I don't know whether I have for Draft to Digital. I don't think I have through Draft to Digital yet. But I'm seeing little pockets of money coming for non-fiction books. And the the reason that the e-books have worked is write more books and then you know sell as many as you can and I'm just sort of in a very small way beginning to see this happening with those non-fiction paperbacks too and I'm thinking ooh, quite like this and I've already got I've, I've got the proper pdf covers for Walker Bay Trilogy they're already listed on Amazon I've got the pdf interiors of course and I thought well I might as well might as well just list all my thrillers now and the other thing sorry that, that influenced this is that on I've said to you were getting loads of comments on my ads on Facebook and often a lot of people are saying to me can I buy these in paperback uh, you know I don't have a Kindle can I read them on a you know phone or whatever and so I'm telling them about the free Kindle app and then also can I get them in paperback and so I'm referring people to my Amazon page and I just thought you know I need to get all these books now because I'm selling a lot of books and obviously my cash flow's uh, better at the moment I thought what I'm going to do is I'm going to um the don't tell megs are already up the um, now you see her is already up, and uh, it was on Amazon, so they're all on Amazon. Um, but I'm going to move them into, into Ingram Spark as well for wide distribution because I've got all the proper covers for them, and obviously I've got the interiors because they're listed on Amazon. And I don't know why I didn't really do this, but I'm, I'm doing it anyway. So um, I've got all all the books listed on Ingram Spark, and I'm just going through the um, approval process, the the sagging process with that now and also this week i contacted stuart baish because stuart baish if you remember when i was doing rapid release i got six covers created by stuart it cost me quite a lot of money but i only got the ebook covers uh, for bootstrapping purposes because i couldn't afford to get the the paperback versions made when well, i contacted stuart's company this week and said i'd like to get those six um, you know, ebook only covers. Can you turn those into paperbacks for me? He's given me a price on that. And so I've ordered that. I will be submitting all the, the blurb text for the spines and everything by whenever I got to do it. I said to, I said I'd have it in at the end of next week because I said it wasn't Stuart I was dealing with. It was um, one of his team. I said, I don't want to pay you the bill. Until the first of June, when that first, um, you know, when that next Amazon check comes in, I I don't want to pay it from this month's income. I want to pay it from next month's income. So I said to them, um, you know, what's? I'm not paying you till June the first. So tell me when you want the, tell me when you want the sort of stuff. So um, I'm, I'll have it delivered by the end of next week, and then I'll, uh, the work will come whenever it comes, and I'll sign them off, and then I'll pay on the first of June or whenever Amazon pay me, Uh, and that will then mean. That I have every single thriller that I've written available in paperback on Amazon and Ingram Spark. So I just decided that I would do that. That means I can get the books in libraries and, and bookshops and things like that. So what I'm doing really now, now, this is why I love love it. You know, when the cash flow comes in, and this is why I've always loved it when you get a book bub or something like that. It's so it's so enabling in your business when you've got. A decent cash flow, and you know whether it's a month or or just a, a lovely little sort of little windfall like I've had now. Because all these things that you want to do, you know, I just want to put them all in paperback. You don't have to worry about the expense of it; just get the work done and get it done. And um, and so all these things that I wanted to do, I'm just getting done um and I just I feel with the thrillers now the other thing is that I've had if you think there are 12 thrillers in that box set and I've had so many people coming on saying I've read them all they're all brilliant you know I love them they're all different and things like that and you would expect people to say well you know maybe Don't Tell Meg was good and Walker Bay trilogy there's a couple of duffers in there you'd expect people to say that I think and I and frankly I would expect them to say that um over a of 12 books (laughs) you know you'd expect them to say there's a couple of duffers in there um but no I haven't had that yet you know the people who've read all of the books um have said I loved every single one of them they're all different which which I'm highly delighted with but remember I have gone through all those books now to edit them with the exception of Don't Tell Meg trilogy and I you know I really feel like I've got them right now because I know my brand I know my level um also you know, I'm I'm far from perfect, but things like head hopping and point of view, all these sorts of things, you know, I'm not I'm still not good at it, but I'm much better at it than I was when I wrote the books. And so I've gone through those books and you know, trying to sort all those things out now. So they are as good as I can make them at this point in my writing career. You know, in another two years, I could come back and no doubt improve them again. But they're as good as I can make them right now with the, the skills and abilities I've got right now. So that did make me think, and I've just added this to my workflow. I, you know, I've said to you, I've dithered about Don't Tell Meg, because I know Don't Tell Meg isn't perfect. It was the, the first, they were the first thrillers I wrote. I think the story's great and People love the story. And it's been through a lot of hands now, that book. You know, I've sold thousands of that book now. Um, you know, so there's clearly not that much wrong with it. But if you were an editor, and if I read it again now, I know I would see things in there and think, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, and usually head-hopping and point of view, to be fair with it, is that's usually what the problem is. Um, and I could spot them a mile off when I was reading my older books, when I was doing the re-edits this time around. So I, you know, I must be getting better, even though it's still terrible. I must be getting better, uh, because I can spot this stuff now. And I, I was just thinking, you know, I really, when, when this, I, I really need to re-edit Don't Tell Meg, because they're, they're the last three books now. And they were the first three thrillers that I wrote. And clearly people loved the story, but I thought I must go through that and give that a light edit again, you know, just to try and get the worst of those things off now. Because it's such, that story has been so good to me. That trilogy has been so good to me. People seem to just really love that story. Um And to address some of the feedback I've had in it about some people saying it's a bit slow to get started. I just think, you know, the good, the good thing about self-publishing is I can edit them. And if I sort of find when I re-release them that the feedback's worse, you know, I've tinkered with something I shouldn't tinker with, at least I can just stick the old files back in there again. That, that's that's the great thing about self-publishing. As I, as I keep saying to you, we're not carving out statues in marble. Uh, you know, self-publishing's easy come, easy go. If we make a mistake, a spelling mistake, we get something wrong, we'll just fix it and it's all sorted in 24 hours. And, you know, and that's how I feel about that. So I think probably... Uh, Well, I've added it to the workflow. So the workflow, the production schedule, that sounds a bit posher, doesn't it? The production schedule currently has um, two Times Shallow Falls books written by the end of September 2020, then three Walker Bay books to be written by the end of March 2021 to edit the Don't Tell Meg trilogy by the end of September. And then I'm going to return to, who is it? Um, Oh, I've sent a couple of people. I've had a couple of sort of queries through Twitter recently. I won't mention names, but um, somebody was asking me about my author notes and I just shared my author notes w- with somebody so they could see how I did them. And I, somebody was asking me about how I plan my books. And because I got all these things in, uh, they're all available in Google Drive, I just sent a couple of links over and I'd sent the planning notes for End of Men. And I'd had a comment on, on f- from the person I sent them to saying, you know, oh, I like the, the sound of that, I like the look of that. And... I, that made me go back and read my notes again and think, "Yes, yeah, a good book. This, <laughs> this is a, good, uh, this is a good story." I just, I just made some errors when I started writing it, so I'm going to come back to End of Men, um, but I'm going to use it as an ongoing book. I'm not going to set any particular uh, schedule on it, but I, I'm going to rewrite, and it's only a light rewrite. the, 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 the problem was, this is really the only problem with what I wrote, is I, I got the language wrong. I just got off on the wrong foot with it. I, I. I was in I was in literary mode, lovey. I was in being lovey mode, uh, and I, my wife just said, you "Just just do the language like you do in the thrillers, you know, just have it normal language, conversational language." And I think I do language really well in my thrillers, you know. I've always I've always happy with the naturalness of my language, but for some reason, and don't ask me why, it was just I was just being literary, lovey. That's all it was. Uh, I did the the language was more formal because I felt oh, it's in the future, it needs to sort of be slightly different from normal language, and it, it, it didn't really work. So, what so I really need to do is go back and just change the the way that they talk to each other. That's really all I need to do. There's nothing wrong with the story at all. Um, that's all I need to do, uh, and then it will be fixed. I think. And there were uh, and there was something else. My wife said, which is a really good point. Uh, re- really good point. In that, um, in in this book, you know, it's it's a, a world that's only populated by women, and I, I kind of got them in. <laughs> I kind of got them in, sort of plain it was a plain world, you know, like, like everything's painted Magnolia. And my wife said to me, well, I think if, if, if women, the world was women's, I think it would be a lot more vibrant. I think there'd be a lot of crafts and making stuff and, and bright colors and things like that. And, and you know, when somebody tells you something you just think, yeah, of course it would. You know, cool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so I, I'd made the world quite plain. And, and my wife said that to me, I thought, yeah, that, that's right. I, I've just got that, element wrong in the world so there's nothing wrong with the story it was just the delivery and again reading through that um you know seeing how much I'd planned that book and it it is I'm happy with the story it was just the way I delivered it is making me want to go back and review that so those are the things on my production schedule at the moment I'm I'm not going to stop worrying that book I'm going to have another crack at it now I've got more time so I'll get this non-fiction out the way and then you know I'll probably start to have a little play with it once again so uh, I can't even remember where I got. How did I get there? I can't remember. Anyhow, I started telling you that I was doing the paperbacks on Ingram Spark. How on earth I ended up there, I can't remember. So if there was a point I was supposed to be making, just send me an email and remind me. I'll, I'll finish it off next week. And um, I've now got my 2019-2020 tax year stuff submitted, approved, confirmed by HMRC. And I've paid my tax and national insurance contribution. So I, you know, I, I'm a finisher, completer, a lot of people with their tax. Will say they'll last minute it so in the uk the tax year ends um, april 5th april 5th news tax year starts sex i think i think that's right and um and, and so i like to get the accounts done as soon as i can as soon as they're in you know i've got the, the full year made up and i also i like to know what i owe the inland the revenue so i can get it paid i don't like debts you know if you've worked with me you'll know i pay you straight away if you invoice me i don't like debts i like i don't you know, I'm a finisher, complete, so I like things done, clear, sorted, that's what I like, so um, that's paid, which is great, and I don't have to think about it now, for, uh, well, uh, it always catches me out, because you always get the emails coming out in October, saying if you're good to file digitally, you need to get it done, and I was saying did I do it so long ago, I've forgotten, did I get my tax done, and then the last deadline is the, is the January after, and then that comes out, and, it, and most people are fretted, and, and hurrying at the last minute to get the tax in, and um I've always had this sort of philosophy when we were in student houses and I used to get gather the money for bills you know people who sell let it go into the red and then start paying them and I used to say to people well that's just that's pointless because you know you only get the two months before they start sending you red letters and then you're on the same old monthly cycle of just paying arrears and it and it damages your credit rating that's it's a pointless exercise you know you you have to end up paying eventually so I'd just rather pay uh, and so I'm pleased that the tax is done um you know I I'm I'm I want my national insurance contributions paid i'm an old gipper of a certain age where i'm um, I think I'm pretty well paid up with my national insurance. You have to get is it thirty years twenty five or however many years you have to pay national insurance contributions to get your state pension in this country, so I think I might have one or two years it might be one or two years left if i've I've got one not you know if I've got a couple to pay, and then that's my state pension will be paid in full. At the moment, when I'm 67, by the time I get to 67, they'll probably pay it when you're age 90. Um, But that's that's the arrangement at the moment. So uh, you know, all these things are very important. And I do notice that with with younger authors, and, and this was the same with internet marketers, that when they get their first whiff of a bit of money, you know, you get they get their first big month, and they maybe make more money than they've ever made in a month before. Uh, they're spending it on all sorts of stuff that they don't need. And they're not thinking about tax and they're not looking ahead and thinking, right, okay, well, at a certain level, I'm going to trigger VAT. Um, They're not looking at those boring things that mean that you don't get surprised tax bills at the end of the year. Um, And because I'm an old gipper and I've been paying tax for years now, I'm, you know, wary of these things and I like to budget my tax so it doesn't surprise me. And I heartily recommend this at, you know, this, this to you. Don't get caught out with your tax. So, um, I think it was today. Is it the first of the month? Yeah. Today I paid my first salary to myself. You know, I said to you, I'm paying myself a salary now. And so I, um, I transferred that from my business account to my personal account. And then, um, I've just, I always put leeway in to make sure the payments have gone through. And on the 5th of this month, I will be transferring the tax that that creates, the tax event that that's created, paying myself that money. That's going to go into a premium bond account where it can sit there. It might earn 25 quid if I'm lucky at a premium bond account, which is frankly more than it would in interest at the moment. Um, and then it, it could come out and it will go into a tax payment in a year's time. So, you know, it's not exciting. It's dull. As ditch water, it's boring, um, very grey. But you know, if you have these little flurries of cash, the tax always has to be paid. And I would rather budget it up front and know what I'm due, rather than spend it all up front and then find I got to suddenly find a couple of hundred quid because I got a tax bill that I got to pay. So I recommend that um, money management to you um, as a good practice principle to get into. um, You know, while you're building your author career. I need to tell you that this podcast is getting parked after the last five specials. So, um, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot while I've been running around. I am going to stop the podcast, um, but it doesn't end immediately. So it's strictly speaking, because I've just given you my April figures and I've got that all-star bonus. In terms of show business, this actual episode would be the best one to bow out on. But I, I said I'd do you 200 episodes and I'll, I'll get that last episode done next week, which will be very much like it used to be when i was a teacher and it was the last day of term where we used to sit the kids in front of videos while we used to take all the displays down it will be it will be that kind of an episode where where i'm uh, you know winding things up and just um, you know cl- closing things down so the last diary from me is going to be next saturday then you're going to get 5 weeks worth of of marketing um tips related and they're all pre-recorded episodes and then that will be it now that doesn't mean I'm never gonna do another podcast again, but I'm certainly, it won't. they won't run concurrently. You won't get to the last episode of those marketing episodes and then you'll get a brand new podcast. I'm gonna take a break and have a think about it and just have some space with that. Um, and I actually know what the title will be if I do do another one, but I just wanna decide whether I want to do another one. And um, I, know, I know a lot of you listening feel like it isn't the right time to bow out, but from my point of view, it totally is the right point to bow, to bow out. I've been doing it for four years. We've we've hit the four-year anniversary. That in itself is, is is feels to be like a wonderful achievement. But I started this lark, making nothing. Um, struggling, um, you know, having no luck at all. I've pounded my head against the brick wall for four years and it just feels like a really good time to make an exit on a high, you know, an all-star bonus, all those best-seller tags, uh, you know, top 20 or whatever it was in the in the, in the the Amazon UK entire chart. You know, there's there's a lot of goals being ticked off there and clearly what I've got to do next is to try and maintain that. Um, and try and build that and then try and move that towards a, uh, a six figure year if we can, uh, you know, to try and keep that going over a couple of months if I can do that. But to be honest with you, you know, in terms of my goals, um, I've just ticked off a whole load of goals uh, with that. And, and really I've kind of, sh- I've shared what I've done to get there and all I'm going to do now is more of it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to do. I haven't got any magic tricks up my sleeve. I'm just going to write more books and I'm going to do more marketing. Um, that, that's going to be what comes next. So, you know, it feels like um, it's a good time to go because I'm ending on a positive note. I'm putting everything that I've learned into a book. So, you know, people who find this podcast... Uh, and had never heard of it before they could listen through and they can follow the journey and the journey concludes beautifully with a book that puts all that experience in, in into one place it, uh, from a marketing point of view a sales point of view from a personal point of view it feels like the right thing to do um you know and also uh, there's been a lot of noise on social media at the moment and I just I just feel like I want to take a little step back you know and into the silence. I just I don't want to get on quietly for a little bit, you know, without without all the noise and chatter of um social media. And interestingly, you know, um you would never have known if I hadn't told you that I'd done these adverts. You would never have known it because you you wouldn't have spotted it on my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed because I was advertising directly to people. And frankly, I could have done that quietly. I'd never told any about anybody about it. No one would have ever known. Um, You know, so what I'm saying is I've achieved that without using my email list, without tweeting anything about it. I intentionally didn't tweet anything about it. I wanted it to be top secret. I didn't want to be flogging it um, you know, through my normal channels. I didn't want to put it on my Facebook page because I didn't want people who'd already bought books to be moaning at me, saying, Oh, I paid so much for that and and now they're all available for ninety-nine pence or cents. I intentionally kept it clear from existing customers. There are no existing customers have bought that package. Existing customers don't even know it's available because I'm only advertising it to an audience on Facebook. So, you know, it's all been done without making a lot of hullabaloo on social media um, or sending emails out. And so, uh, and, and what with the sort of pandemic on, there's a lot of people expressing their views on social media. I just sort of feel like I just don't want to be part of the chatter for a while. Um, I just want to, I want to just duck into the shadows and quietly get on with my own thing. And it's a lovely time at which to do it because I'm not finishing. If I'd have finished after rapid release, we'd have been finishing on on, on failure there. Not not failure, but not, not success. Whereas here we finish on a high note, um, you know we finish on a note where you might want an encore and you know in true shows this fashion that's the time to make your exit as far as i'm concerned so um i will be exiting this podcast next week with the final podcast diary you'll get those five extra episodes think of those uh, five extra episodes as what is it they give to drug users what's it i forgot what it is i don't know enough about drugs the thing that they give to drug users um to to wean them off it. Think of those five episodes as that. They're very useful, by the way. They're, they're packed with juicy goodness, but um, there won't be a podcast diary. And then after that, that's it. My book will release and, and that will be it with the podcast. Now, as I say, I'm not ruling out coming back in the future, but if I do, they will not run concurrently. Uh, I could, I'm tell, That's what I'm really telling you today. There will not be a continuum um, if I do start a new episode. It's going to be a while until I come back with one if I do. So, um... I've been running some crazy Amazon ad experiments this week. And I know Brian Cummins just had this, um, whatever it is he does going on, but I don't know what it is about Amazon ads. I've been through a few courses and things now and I think, right, okay, I get the basics. But, But the only thing that seems to work to me is having a lot of them, lots of them, lots and lots and lots of them because predominantly they don't work. And if you've got lots and lots and lots of them, sorry, they do work, but they don't work at scale you can't ramp them up enough. And the secret seems to be to just have lots and lots of them going so that you get lots and lots of small amounts. Well, I just tried something a bit different this week and it came out of a mistake actually, but I just noticed the results of the, oh, that's all right. So this month in my Amazon UK account, I've made 119, 119 orders is what my account's showing. And I had never made that many sales through Amazon ads before. This is just in the UK. And that came about because I was listing my box sets and I accidentally put my 12 uh, pack box set in there, which of course, uh, you know, is 90, only 99 pence or cents. So it doesn't have any profit margin in it. And I, I realized, I think I probably mentioned this to you last week, you know, I maybe making five pounds of ad spend, uh, but only, you know, two pounds of sales say. So I, I was running at a loss. But I looked at those figures again this week, and I thought, well, "Hang on, I'm making a lot of orders here." And and I looked at the the overall dashboard. So if you look at individual adverts, they've got an over well over hundred percent acos, um, you know. So in theory, you've got to watch very carefully to see whether that's worth doing. But when I looked at the top figures, I was making more than I was spending. So my profit in Amazon ads at the moment is seventy percent. I'm running at seventy percent profit. Now it's not like we're doing thousands of pounds, right? We're we're in, we're we're in a, something like hundred something like a hundred spent. You know, hundred and forty in my pocket. So uh, something like that wouldn't be seventy percent, would it? So that can't be right. But it's it's we're talking a hundred and something. Okay, it's not a lot of money. Um, but I've never had a hundred and a hundred and nineteen orders. And what I thought was okay. So I'm selling those box sets. So this is remember this is the way this this Facebook ads working, but. I got, I've got three and a half million reads this month in Amazon and those, that's, so my sales went down through my Facebook ads. These are the figures I gave you earlier in the podcast. My sales were down by 4,000 from last month, but my page reads doubled and my income went up uh, hugely as well. And so what I was thinking is what if those books are being purchased or, or, you know, by people who are, in Kindle Unlimited. And they then go on to read two and a half thousand pages. Now, I don't know how I would track that in Amazon ads. I don't know how you do that. But I thought, what I'm gonna do, my crazy experiment is, I'm just going to run those ads. And all the time, my net ads are at a profit. All the time, it's showing a profit for me. I'm not running at a loss. I might be running at a loss in individual ad accounts, but not total. I thought, well, there's no reason really why I can't do that. And it's not like we're spending thousands of pounds. If I was spending the same amount on Amazon as I am, you know, on Facebook, I'd be watching those figures like a hawk. But we're not. You know, I can write off £150 if I need to. I I would have done that before I'd earned this, you know, just for the sake of an experiment. So what I'm trying is um, I'm running them at a loss, but I'm asking myself, what is the value of the page reads here? You know, because what I'd like to do is as I'm so vulnerable with Facebook I would like to find something that can help me to keep those page reads up if if Facebook uh, locked me again or, or completely ban me I'd like to find an alternative so I'm I'm happy to burn up some cash on this to see whether you know over a period of a month so I'm going to test it over May what's what's the overall effect of that you know is it overall positive even though it looks like it's negative now you know, I know that Mark Dawson talks about this in in his advertising training. But but you see, I'm I'm not looking for read through here. So I, I know it works with read through. So Mark Dawson will say, you know, you can have an A cost of a hundred and something if you know you're getting the read through because you're making the money over the whole book. Well, my question is, do let me know if you can answer this. I've got a 12 pack of books, which sell at 99 pence, which often doesn't cover the cost of the click. But if they go on to read two and a half thousand pages, that more than covers the cost of the click. So what's the value to me of the page reads, not just the purchases, the page reads. And that's really what I'm testing here. Now, if you've got, if you know anything about this, drop me an email and let me know, because it's not something that I've picked up from any of the Amazon ads uh, training that I've been exposed to or that I've consumed. But, um, you know, it's just interesting. We'll see how that goes. But as I say, to me, so long as I'm running a net profit, you know, really, I'm happy to write those individual losses off. Finally, for this week, then, another proud moment. You know, I said all these little things. This is why this is a good time for me to finish this podcast. You know, all these things are happening now. If I go to, like, episode 205, something terrible might happen. I want to finish on a high. But I had another um, little proud moment this week. Um, when I, I joined the Alliance of Independent Authors really early, I went to a lovely event they had. I wish they'd do more of these, actually. They're not going to be doing it for a while. Um, but they had a lovely event in, was it, um, oh, what does it begin with? It's a bookshop in London that begins with an F. You're all shouting it at me. Now, I'm trying to say Fortnum and Masons, but that's not a bookshop. It begins with an F. You know the one, don't you, in London. And it was lovely. Lovely event. And that was my first indie author event. That's when I kind of knew I was an indie author. I was among my people. And this was before 20 books was invented and, um, you know, Mark Dawson was invented, you know, in in, in a formal way. This was before even they were there. And it was a great event. I wish they'd do more of them actually, because it was brilliant. Um, and I joined the Alliance of Independent Authors. And when you join the Alliance of Independent Authors, you get sort of basic membership. And in those days, um, you know, you had to, you, well, it's still the same. You, you, that basic membership is for people who haven't yet published a book. It's for sort of aspiring writers. So I joined at the very junior stage. And then when I started publishing books, I realized that I could get the, the next level of membership, which is basically to say, you know, I'm a published author. I've now published a book. Um, I'm not just an aspiring author. I've published a book. And then this week, and this is something I've been after for ages, and, and I, I checked my, my numbers a while back, and I still didn't meet it, um, but I am now at the top level of Alliance of Independent Author Membership. I'm an authorpreneur member, and to be an author, and this is just a vanity thing. I know it is, but you know, we, I, I'm allowing myself some vanity with this. I think we all have to. Uh, you have to have sold 50,000 books, and to be able to prove that, and I did some jiggery pokery this week. I, I looked at my numbers and they do count page reads, by the way. And, um, so in Amazon, I can't remember how many books I'd done. It wasn't, it wasn't 50,000. I started looking in Kobo. And, and, draft 2 digital. And actually, they don't make it easy to see how many you've sold. So if you look at my Kobo dashboard, it says I've sold, um, I think it's about 20, just short of 20,000 books, but I didn't sell those. I, a lot of those were free. They weren't sales. Uh, they were free books. So I couldn't find easily how many books had actually sold in, in, in Kobo. Uh, I might have been able to do it in Kobo, but I certainly couldn't do it in, in draft 2 digital. And I got bits and pieces all over the place. So I thought, well, let's see. If I could just do this without, you know, keep the accounting simple, can I? Just, can I just do it in Amazon? So, I worked out how many page reads I'd had in. Um, you have to show fifty thousand sales or the equivalent over two years, uh, and the, the raw sales weren't enough. But my page reads since I've been ad- ad- advertising on Amazon are, I think, that was it six six and a half million or something like that page reads. It was something like that. It was nearly seven million page reads I've had um, on on Amazon. Uh, over that two year period though to be fair, most of those will have been in the last six months probably uh certainly last year and so I said to them however you calculate this if you if you allow um if you say that the average duration length of a book is nine hundred pages that sub book of it, it's nine hundred pages i said um, then i 've reached that fifty thousand goal on amazon alone but i said if you if you say that um uh, an average Duration of a book is a length of a book is two hundred and fifty pages, uh, and you take my page reads into account. I said then I've sold seventy thousand books on Amazon alone. Seventy thousand books, I couldn't believe that. Uh, if you if you move those page reads into a, a you know a normal book length, um, and so obviously they said yeah that's absolutely fine. You could join as an author pro member, um, but I've been after that for a while, and it, and I say it's completely a vanity metric. You know, it's as meaningless as as being on a chart with Lee. Child next to Lee child or, you know, these big authors. It's, it's meaningless in that it doesn't move the needle or change anything in your world. It's just a moment of vanity and a little moment of pride that you can take. And I've, I've wanted to be that top level because I, you know, I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm competitive in that I'm fine if I don't get it. But I love it if I do, you know, so I strive for the goals, but I'm not going to beat myself up too much if I don't hit them. Uh, but I'm always striving for the goals. And um, so I'm competitive in that way. I'm not like competitive in a dog eat dog. You know, everybody was got to get out of the way. Everybody was die for me to reach my objectives. I, I don't care that much. Um, I'm not like that. Uh, but I'm competitive in that I see a goal and I, I work towards it and try and attain it if I can. So this has been a little goal for a while. And, uh, and so I was just very pleased to achieve it. So I'm now a authorpreneur member um, of the Alliance of Independent Authors. Now, w- there's another reason for this. It's not just vanity, incidentally. Um, the other reason that I want to do this is, is uh, um, when you're an authorpreneur member, you could just access some different things about rights and legal matters and things like that. And I decided that uh, when I was telling you that I, I was a little bit I felt that I was exposed, you know, if if Amazon sort of got to be in its bonnet and for whatever reason decided to withhold payments, I just decided that when you're sort of playing, you've got that much invested and and you're that vulnerable, I thought, you know what, I'd just like to just get either through the Society of Authors or through the Alliance of Independent Authors, just thought it's probably time just to get some sort of legal access and some advice access for rights and things like that, Um, so that's what had pushed it originally for me to investigate and you don't get that at the the sort of author level that that's the strategic reason why I did it there's also a vanity reason why I did it um but yeah little 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 moment of of sort of pride there was that and um the the all-star thing you know are just really quite nice things to have had this week I just need to mention Dan Sewell before I go Uh, I take it this is your uh, dog Dan beautiful beautiful dog I'll put the picture on the show notes today and um, Dan's just sent me a lovely picture of what I assume is your uh, your dog uh, Dan uh, just sort of snoozing just take it easy on the grass in the sunshine so that's a lovely picture I'm always very happy to see um, Edwin's rabbit pictures uh, Dan's dog pictures you know they're always lovely Uh, we need we need the joy that animals bring uh, at this particular moment in time I think That's it then for this week's uh, penultimate podcast diary. I'll have the last one for you next Saturday. That'll just be a kind of round up, a kind of what I'm doing next, you know, where we're up to, that sort of thing. So, in the meantime, I hope, of course, you are safe and well wherever you are listening to this in the world, and that you have a great week of writing. I'll speak to you next Saturday. Bye bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's podcast diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.